Hello again, welcome back to Beer and Bayonets, everyone. Of course, I am your host, Mo. My next guest, Chris Stroop, owner of Stroop Knives, a veteran-owned business. Um, Chris and I go way back. We were in the Army together, served at a special missions unit together. And he is now doing big things for the veteran community as well as a knife-making community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Stroop. Hey, Jose. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. It's been a while. We've been trying to get this to work out for a while now. Seriously, bro. You are a hard man to pin down. Uh, but no, that's great. Like, I'm super excited to have you. Uh, glad to have um, I appreciate you sharing your time with the audience. So, so yeah, Chris, you have been super busy, and I love it, man. I've been watching, uh, like we talked about, I've been watching you from the sidelines for years now. Uh, I remember you making knives in the team room just as a hobby um i have one of the original productions it's no big deal it's fine it's whatever um <laughs> it's kind of a collector's item now but whatever uh just to see you go from making knives in the team room to this corporation uh doing things with nine line and black rifle coffee and all these major names in the business is awesome bro like super i'm super happy to see it uh, as a, as a friend, but if you could talk to folks, cause I, I feel like what Instagram and social media has done for success and successful people is giving people the notion that success is something that, Oh, I just work really hard. It's a upward staircase. I keep making progress. And at the time, you know, one day I get to the top and that's how it is. And that's not the case at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. Not even a little bit. So I started making knives. I think that was about six years ago when you and I worked yep, together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. God, six I did years it. already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's blown by. But the first couple knives I made, my oldest son and I, he was probably six years old at the time. We made them in the garage by hand with a little file. Nice. Like just as basic as you could get. It's a shank. Yeah. So we started in a one car garage with about $150 worth of tools. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we started. We didn't have a big plan or this business model or any knowledge of how to make knives. We just went for it, man, you know? Yeah. And we just found out that we really liked doing it and people liked what we were making. So as we got better, we brought them into the team room to show guys and they wanted to buy them. And that's kind of how it all started. Nice. nice. But it, to go from that, you know, making six knives a month to where we are now, making over 400 knives a month, right. <laughs> has not been easy. Right. Um, so I got out of the Army because I got hurt too many times. Right. Um, about two years ago. So about three years ago, I made that decision to get out. And in the same probably month, oh, about a month or two before that, I got separated from my ex-wife. Jeez. Okay. So it's like every big decision that you can go through in one, it's like all happening all of a sudden. Right. You, know, you go from a stable job and a family and everything to living on Joel's couch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, yeah, not really, but yeah. It's, it is what it is, you know? Right. Sometimes things need to change. Yep. So it was pretty much had no clue what the heck I was doing with my life. Yeah. So I got into real estate and some other junk and made a bunch of money, which was awesome because I put it all into savings. Okay. That way I could grow this knife company and not pay myself for sure. probably a year of just 
no other income really besides my disability and my savings account and just working and working. So that's kind of where we're at still. I pay myself enough to live now because we've used that whole savings account pretty much. Right. But I mean, it's just hard work. There's so many things to learn and do, and there's always something going wrong, you know? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, bro. I mean, you like you said, you got a stable job. Like, yeah, Army might suck, but you know you're getting paid on the 1st and the 15th no matter what. Like, And literally, ru- almost literally, the rug is pulled out underneath you, and you're upside down. And now what? So what was that like? Like, I mean, when you first got out, because, you know, I'm still in, so... What was going through your head? It's like you'd have no stable job, no stable family life. Like, what what are you thinking? Well, I got myself sorted pretty quick because I, a couple weeks after I moved out of my house, I met my now she's my wife. Nice. All right. On a complete accident. Like one of my friends made me go out to dinner with him and she was our waitress. Nice. <laughs> nice. And. She left her number, and she was like, I've never done that in my entire life. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Still so I had, I, yeah, whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> but I had no, you know, I had no interest in talking to anybody new, but it just kind of worked out to be. Sure. Luckily. And then I got into real estate, just dove in head first. So I think that kind of helped and hurt, because I didn't take the time to, you know, really process being out of the army and all the things going on yeah because the day i got out of the army i did an internship so i got my real estate license and learned about real estate before i got out okay so the the day i got out i took over the real estate team i was on so here i was like brand new licensed real estate agent in charge of a whole real estate team nice and selling like 15 houses a month oh yeah which is good but I had no soul my entire life was just my phone, my computer showing houses. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. So that's when I decided that I had to transition to the knife company because it's on my terms, you know, right. like it, in real estate, everything's an emergency right now. It has to be done. Holy sure. crap. This is huge. Right. Knife making. I mean, it doesn't have to be right this second. It's a knife. It's not a yeah. $300,000 house or a, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> and uh, it's on my property, so I can just walk from my garage into the workshop. And my kids are like, my kids are outside playing right now, and we live out in the woods. It's awesome, living the dream. So it's a much more healthy for me, sure, and stable lifestyle. And now we're starting to travel more for shows, so I get to take my wife with me on all these things we're doing because she works for the business full time as well. Okay. And because of that, now she can take kids to doctor's appointments and do all these things during the workday and not have to worry about requesting time off or anything. It's yeah. our business. We make the rules. Sure. But the balance is the business is right here on our property. Right. So it's easy just to, oh, I'm going to go grind some more knives or wrap up some orders or whatever and just never stop working. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. And and, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're donating some of the proceeds, right? Uh I think I read that on your website. Yeah, definitely. Our Bravo 5 knife that we did with Justin Melnick. Yep, yep. Yep. We donate a portion to the Special Operations Wounded Warriors from everyone we sell. And we also donate a lot of knives to organizations when they're doing their uniformals nice. or 
any, you know, people ask us for knives all the time, mostly veteran organizations. Sure. Yeah. I love it, man. That's, can, that's great. Yeah. So we try and help whenever we can. And we hire as many veterans as we can, especially guys that sometimes the VA calls us from the local VA and, Hey, I got this guy. He needs somewhere to belong. He's just kind of lost. So as long as they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them, we try and bring them in and bring them into our family and give them something to be proud of. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And that, that brings up my next point. Actually, I'm glad you hit that. Uh, you know, I, I get that more and more from guys about to get out or just got out or, you know, six months out, what have you, that anxiety sets in of like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be okay? And am I going to belong to anything? And you are a prime example that it's going to be okay, right? Like, as long as you keep grinding, you keep moving forward, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's probably going to suck at times. I mean, it sure. definitely is. It's just, I mean, all the new things kind of suck, I guess, until you get it figured out. Yeah. But there's lots of groups to belong to. Just find something productive that's healthy and aligns with your values. Yeah, and whatever that is, it doesn't have to be work either. It could be a volunteer group or I don't know, a group of guys that goes to the range all the time or shooting competitions or there's a million different things. Mm-hmm. Bushcrafting community is really big. Guys get together and go practice their survival skills and hang out in the woods. All right. But you got to find something. You can't just work and then not have something to belong to. Okay. That's the hardest part. And then you see your, the other, it's hard seeing your buddies still deploying without you. Sure. Yep. Like, man, they're going somewhere crappy, and here I am at home just hanging out, you know? Right. I think hey. that was the hardest part to get over in the beginning. Yeah. So you just got to find your tribe. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or make one like I did with the knife company. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So you were uh, just recently, I won't take too much time, but you were on the Black Rifle podcast. Uh, what was that like? Man, that was an experience. We went all the way to Utah from North Carolina just to be on an hour-long podcast. It's crazy. So it was in Mike Glover's house. Oh, okay. We, we show up to his house, and his kids are running around, and he takes us down to the basement. <laughs> and it's like a, a super fancy studio setup. Nice. And then about 10 minutes after I got there, two guys showed up with Pelican cases full of cameras and microphones. Nice. Holy cow, right. computers set up everywhere, and I'm like, where do I look? What am I talking right. to? <laughs> what do I do with lot. my hands? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. Mike Glover was a really good host and kind of guided us through different topics, and sure, I think it was good. It was a lot of fun, and my wife and I turned it into a little vacation because it was right after Thanksgiving, Okay, and we, we didn't have kids, so we went to Utah for Thanksgiving. Just Nice. To- like with no purpose, just to be there. We went hiking a lot. We ate at an Indian place for Thanksgiving dinner. It was awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very authentic. But, yeah. Owning our own <laughs> business, sometimes you get little benefits of it, you know? Right on. Ah, oh, man, it's it was, awesome. That's that's great to hear. And I'm I'm super proud of you. I'm super happy for you. Uh, it's I've been cheering you on for from the sidelines for years, bro. It's it's been great. Just, uh, I appreciate it. it. Yeah, man. No, and like I said, right, the biggest thing, biggest reason I wanted to have you on the show is just to let people know it's going to be okay, right? Because I was literally up last night till almost 1 o'clock in the morning talking to uh, 
one of our buddies actually who's uh, was about to retire and uh I know he's kind of feeling it right like the uncertainty right I mean you've been it's been a lifestyle for 10 15 20 plus years and all of a sudden you're starting over right and and now you're in your 30s or 40s or whatever right like you're starting over so that can absolutely be uh, can cause a lot of anxiety a lot of stress but it's going to be okay it's look at it as a new challenge you know it's just a problem you got to solve yep. There's so many, so many things out there. Just go find them. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't be lame and be like, oh, I got out of the army. Now I'm lame and I just sit at home, you know? Right. <laughs> Drinking <laughs> yourself to death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still, I still get up at 530 every morning and work out. And That's what I'm get talking to, about. It's, you know, you got to do healthy things to take care of yourself. Otherwise, your body will not take care of you. And then your mind doesn't work very well. And it's just this whole spiral of crap. So. All right. It's just as important to maintain your body, even if, I mean, I don't need it for combat or whatever anymore, but I need it to work. Right, right. Oh, yeah. It's a physical so, job you got going on. Yeah, even if it wasn't, it's still important just to, I don't know. I believe in setting a good example for my kids. Sure. So if I want them to be healthy, I got to lead by doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, right, Chris, yeah. I uh, I appreciate your time, brother. It's been uh, it's been great having you. you. Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course. If uh, if you guys are looking for a top notch blade or axe or hatchet or any any kind of kill object edge weapon, uh, check out Chris Stroop Stroop Knives. Uh, I'm not biased. I'm not sponsored. I'm not paid. Uh, they're just fucking awesome knives. All right, go check them out. Uh, he's doing big things to the veterans community. And uh, anyways, bro, it's great to have you. Uh, say hi to the family for me. Definitely. You as well. Thanks, buddy. Any uh, any last words for the audience? I think so. Just do something productive. Don't be lame. Don't be lame. I like it. <laughs> All right, folks. Beer and bayonets. Love you guys.